Hello everyone and welcome to the FNC Natural Disasters Podcast and I'm F. And I'm C. Today we are going to talk about earthquakes and tsunamis and in particular the Indian Ocean earthquake and tsunami of 2004. Yes, this event is particularly significant for us, isn't it, Fletcher? It certainly is, Chris, as we have lived in Phuket from 2016 to 2020, and I visit and I visited the Tsunami Museum in Khao Lak with my school, UWC T Thailand. I remember the impact it had on you, Fletch. But first, there was something you wanted to mention from last week's podcast, wasn't there? On volcanoes. That's right, Chris. I wanted to mention the St. Victim... Vincent, I think, isn't it? Volcano in the Caribbean, which erupted on Friday and has forced 16,000 people to evacuate. Yeah, I hear today that there has been another explosion, so... Let's hope all our listeners in St. Vincent are safe and continue to remain so. Definitely, Chris. Now, were you... What were you doing on Boxing Day, 26 December 2004? Well, it was before you were born, so I was probably having a good time getting ready to watch some football. Very funny, but not so funny for those hundreds of thousands of people in... Southeast Asia at 8 a.m. a massive 9.1 magnitude earthquake off the coast of northern Sumatra, Indonesia. That is huge. What happened next? Well, it triggered a massive tsunami with waves up to 100 feet, impacting 15 countries. Which countries were worst hit, Fletcher? Indonesia and Sri Lanka, each on opposite sides of the Indian Ocean, nearly 400 kilometers apart. 4,000 kilometers, I think. That's a huge distance. That just goes to show, doesn't it, the power of the earthquake, doesn't it? Definitely. It was actually the third largest ever recorded. Yeah, who can forget the Valdivia earthquake in Chile in 1960, which was a magnitude of 9.5. Spot on, Chris. But remember, not all of our listeners are as old as you. Young at heart, Fletch. Young at heart. Chris, you're doing it again. Focus, please. Okay. How long did it take for the tsunami to hit? Well, many hours, actually. But fortunately, there were... Unfortunately, there were no tsunami warning systems in those in those days. Kata Beach, where we used to go, didn't get the wave until 10.30 a.m. Today, let's just focus on Thailand, um, but appreciate that many more people were killed in Indonesia and Sri Lanka. What I remember the most was the Navy boat, which was stranded almost two kilometers inland. Yeah, that was amazing. And in addition, of course, approximately 8,000 people were killed in Thailand and many lost their homes and businesses. Yes, Kaolat was particularly badly affected with 5,000 killed. 
How could people have known that the tsunami was coming? Well, the telltale sign is is the water receding mid before the wave comes. Unfortunately, many people do not know what this meant and many wandered onto the beach to see the water going out so much. Then then they were taken by surprise by the wave. And of course, then the huge devastation that followed. What is remarkable though is how quickly people got back to rebuild their lives. Do you remember that restaurant in Phuket that was built entirely from wood washed ashore by the wave? Yes, I do. Knocking Joe's, that's right. Swadi Tikap to my friends in Thailand, Ashley, Elka, Paige, and Kyra, because that is the, the end, end of, of our third three of natural disasters, disasters with F and C. Oh, Joseph. We forgot the joke. What do snowmen eat for breakfast? I don't know, Flesh. What do snowmen eat for breakfast? Snowflakes. Hope you like it.